to discover your destiny in life, you need the Word and the Spirit of God. The Word of God gives you the depths and the Spirit of God gives you the breadth. Welcome with me, Senior Pastor, Destiny Life Christian Center, Reverend Festus Ugu, as it brings to you the creative Word of God you need for life and destiny. This morning, we are going to be looking at some scriptures, you know, is our month of breakthrough, is our month of breakthrough, and I tell you, this is your month. This month will not pass without you experiencing a major breakthrough in the name of Jesus. And every word that you need to position you, to cause you to move into your breakthrough, God has been releasing them to you. I will advise that you go back, listen to these words again and again and again and again. Amen. I said, Amen. I said, Amen. Come on, say Amen there and shout it big, louder in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. I start from there. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. And he says unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, said he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts no man opens. So see, Jesus Christ has got the key of David, and when he opens, no man can shut it. Now today we're not talking about the key of David. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, David, David is a phenomenon in the scripture. Hallelujah. But today we're not looking at that. But, but there's a word that God gave me to declare to you, to speak into your life. And I want you to, with humility, receive the word. And we're going there. It says, so, so the, the, the Lord opens and no man can shut it. And when he shuts a door, no man can open it. So you can see that Jesus can open doors and can shut doors. So, so there are times the devil, the devil is not, does not have the power to open and shut doors. I'll, I'll tell you what the devil has the power to do soon in a moment. But the Lord Jesus opens the door and then he can shut it. He has that ability. Why? Because he's got the key. Amen. Alright, so, so verse 8. He said, I know thy works. Remember, he's talking to the church in Philadelphia. He said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. In other words, you can read that verse 8, as I know that what's behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it because. So the reason that the door was open to the Philadelphia church is one because they have little strength from a natural standpoint they didn't have all the connections they didn't have all the all the resources natural resources human resources they didn't have it they have little 
strength. So to speak, from a natural point of view, they were disadvantaged. He said, but there's one thing they did. They, he said, they kept the word. Why? Because the word would take care of all your disadvantages. It will give you, it will give you advantage. It will, it will curse you, for example, you, 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 you don't have natural strength, then it gives you that strength. That's what the word of God does. I'm coming to that. But that's not where I'm going. I, 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 I'll explain that later. And then he said, has not denied my name. So here we see Jesus Christ opened the door. When an open door is set before you, it means your breakthrough is right in front of you. So Jesus puts our breakthrough right in front of us. There is a door that you need in life that takes you to the next level, that gives you that big break in life, that gives you that big breakthrough in life. So we see here that the Philadelphia church, having done certain things, they have open door right before them. In other words, the breakthrough, they were, they were right in front of their breakthrough. All they needed to do is to enter in into the door of their breakthrough. I'll show you something. Just the same thing that happened to the Philadelphia church. Same thing happened to Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9. And watch it. So, so that you understand that it's not enough for you to have your breakthrough right in front of you. You've got to walk into it. You've got to walk into it. Many people, their problem is not that their breakthrough is not in front of them. They are, they are right in front of their breakthrough. And they are still praying for breakthrough. The breakthrough is right in front of them. But they can't recognize it. But they are not set for it. They don't know how to walk inside the door of their breakthrough. First Corinthians 16.9, it says, For a great door, uh, an effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries, not few adversaries. Adversaries means enemies. Apostle Paul, and notice, he didn't say, but there are many adversaries. No, he said, and. So Paul did not see the adversaries as a minus. Paul saw it as a normal thing when breakthroughs come right in front of you. When the door of breakthrough is opened under you, there are many adversaries. And this morning, I, I, I want to speak to us. The Lord laid it in my heart to speak to us about the enemies of breakthrough the enemies of breakthroughs so we see here a great and effectual door of breakthrough has been opened unto me and there are many enemies so when we look at these enemies that can prevent you from entering into your breakthrough when your breakthrough is right in front of you when the door of breakthrough is open under you what are the enemies that want to keep you from walking into your breakthrough? And a lot of people, 
think that he's talking about just the devil, you need to note that he didn't say the enemy. So you see that the devil, the devil is not the key enemy. Of course, he's part of the enemy. He's part of the enemy. There are many things that we need to deal with to be able to step in and then walk into our breakthroughs. And I hear in my spirit that a lot of people have their breakthrough right in front of them already. And they are still praying for breakthrough. He said that the Lord, the Lord is speaking to me right now that a lot of you actually, you have your breakthrough set before you. It's there. But you are just unable to move in into that door of breakthrough. And I believe the Spirit of God is going to begin to speak to the things that are preventing you from breaking through. Hindrances. Hindrances. I know a lot of believers, the first thing that comes into their heart is sin. See, sin is not a major hindrance to your breakthrough. And that's the well, that's what the enemy has used to deal with people. All they are just thinking is their sin, is their sin, is their sin, is their sin, is their sin. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying I mean as a believer, I just believe that as a believer, you're born again. You wouldn't be living in sin. Why would you be living in sin? If you're living in sin, then where's the nature of God in you? If you continue to live in sin, but you can make mistakes. You can miss it. When you miss it, there's a remedy. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. But when you continue to live in sin, you are preventing. There are certain things you can never have access to. You can have access to revelation if you are living in sin. So, so it becomes difficult. So it becomes a hindrance when you are living in sin. But I tell you that living in sin is not the only hindrance to break through. So I'm speaking to believers that are not living in sin. I'm speaking to believers who are who love the Lord, who just want it, who, who wants to 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 do the things of God. I'm not talking to believe. I'm talking to believers who who loves God and who has some weaknesses in their lives, but in their heart they can, they know they know they love God. Having weaknesses in your life is is not you living in sin. So you need to understand these differences. Because you know why? If you don't understand it, the devil can capitalize on it. And you will continue to live in sin. And it will be, it will be difficult for you. It will be difficult for you to break those habits, those weaknesses, those wrong habits in your life. Because those habits in themselves, you know, you need a breakthrough for them to be dealt with. So, so those habits, those negative habits in your life, they are things that you need to break off in your life. In other words, you, you, you need a breakthrough. So, so something that you need a breakthrough for cannot be a hindrance to your breakthrough. Because you will need a breakthrough for that one. And that's why Jesus Christ came and dealt with that. So, and I want to show you, I want to show you the things that can cause you to have breakthrough over any kind of weakness, any kind of um, 
bad habit or um, any kind of stress that you're going through, maybe it's poverty, sickness, uh, you're trusting God for a major promotion at work, and then and then you're not experiencing it, and all of this. So, so this is going to work for any kind of breakthrough that you're trusting God for. Hallelujah. And that's why I needed to deal with the issue of sin. When you put sin as as a hindrance to breakthrough, then how do you break over sin itself? Because you need breakthrough over bad habits. And that's why I want us to begin to look at certain things that the scripture has put in place as major hindrances, as enemies, enemies to breakthrough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe you understood what I just said. And so you don't run and then go say what I didn't say. That's very important. Amen. Proverbs. Let me restart from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 31. Proverbs 21, verse 31. So we are looking at the enemies. The enemies of breakthrough. The enemies of breakthrough. Proverbs 21, 31. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. So the first enemy of breakthrough is unpreparedness. 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 When you are not prepared, when you're not prepared, when you are supposed to move into the school of preparation and then you're busy doing some other things, when the door of breakthrough is set before you, it becomes difficult for you to enter into it. Why? Because you have not built capacity. You are not ready. You're not ready for that breakthrough. Look at what Proverbs is saying here. He said the horse is prepared against the day of battle. So this is the, 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 the part of the equation that we children of God are supposed to do. We need to be prepared. We need to prepare the horse for the day of battle. Prepare the horse for the day of breakthrough. And then he says, the safety is of the Lord. So it's the Lord that guarantees. It's the Lord that brings the breakthrough. But we get prepared. We put ourselves in the school of preparation where we begin to build capacity. We prepare in the word of God. We prepare ourselves in fellowshipping with God. And that's very key. There's no way you can keep doing all of these. Prepare yourself in the word of God. Prepare yourself in fellowship with God. You will see your heart is so knitted with God. And then some of the some of the weaknesses, some of the bad habits will begin to drop off your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So you need to shift your attention to preparation. Shift your attention to preparation. 
Don't shift your attention to the weakness. As long as you keep looking at the weakness, as long as you keep looking at the bad habits, as long as you keep looking at the problem, it becomes difficult for you to prepare. Just shift your attention to preparation. Proverbs 24 verse 27, he said, Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field and afterwards build thine house. So you take preparation. When you prepare yourself, then you can build your house. Without preparation, it becomes difficult to build. If you start building without preparation, then you might build wrongly. And except the Lord builds the house, the laborers, they labor in vain. So, so that's why your preparation should be done with the Lord. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. He said, now I say, the hair. Now I say that the hair, as long as he is a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he be the Lord of all. This is Apostle Paul speaking here. He's talking about a divine principle here that even though the hair has access to all things, is the owner of all things, but as long as he's a child, he can never, never enter into enjoying those things. So, what does that say? If you refuse to prepare yourself, you stay immature. If you refuse to prepare yourself, you stay as a novice. It means you're not ready when that door of breakthrough is released to you. And let me tell you, at the season of God, whether you are prepared or not, God will present that breakthrough to you. It's your preparedness that brings you into enjoying the breakthrough, that helps you to walk in into the door of breakthrough. Hallelujah. You have not built the capacity to enjoy your breakthrough when you are not prepared. Every day is an opportunity to prepare for your next major breakthrough. So the question you should be asking yourself today is, am I in the school of preparation or am I wasting my time doing some other things? Because every day wasted is pushing further the ability for you to enter into the door that God has opened unto you. The door of breakthrough that God has opened unto you. You know the door of breakthrough is open to you. Ask yourself, do you have the capacity to walk through the door into your breakthrough? Are you prepared? These are the questions you need to begin to ask yourself. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will begin to help you to answer these questions. And begin to point to you the areas of your life where you need to begin to prepare. So God wants us to be prepared in His Word. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 14. So He said, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learnt them. Verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture, 
Watch this. Which are able to make the wise unto salvation. See the power of the Holy Spirit. He said the power of the Word of God is that He's able to make the wise unto salvation. The word salvation means sozo, which means deliverance, which means breakthrough. <laughs> it means it's, it's an all encompassing word deliverance, healing, breakthrough, moving forward. Hallelujah. He said the Word of God is able to make you wise. He gives you wisdom. There's a level of interaction that you have with the word of God. That gives you wisdom for breakthrough in your business. Gives you wisdom for breakthrough in your family life, in your marriage, in all areas of your life, in your health. Friends, if you're born again, you cannot do without the word of God. You must have a daily encounter with the word of God. A daily encounter with the word of God. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scripture. Can you imagine? This is even the that has known the Holy Scripture right from childhood. And yet he said, he said, you need to continue in them. Which are able to make the wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, he said, all Scripture, not some, all Scripture. So there is no place in the word of God that you turn to. He has the ability to take you to the next level. Every time spent in the word of God is capacity built, is wisdom released, is the living word Jesus Christ himself encountered. Every child of God have that ability to connect with the word of God and then connect with the life of God in the word of God. Connect with the spirit of God in the word of God. Don't let the devil deceive you and tell you, when I, when I say every time I read the word of God, I just don't understand it's a lie from the devil. Can you go back and read the word of God now? Because insight is released to you. Going forward in the name of Jesus. He said, verse 16, all scripture, not some scripture. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Where we, we, we are established in the truth and the culture of the kingdom of God. For reproof. Where... We release the proof of the super of the spiritual realities. In other words, the word of God gives us that ability to prove the word of God for correction where we are corrected and for instruction in righteousness. This is guidance where we are instructed in what to do, what not to do, when to move. And when not to move. You know what this is saying? It's saying that when you open the word of God, he has the ability to give you Rema, the spoken word. He has that ability. So for example, if you're not supposed to travel, you have been planning to travel, and then you you're studying the word of God, and God doesn't want you to go for that journey. 
as you are studying the word of God, the rema of the word of God will come. It will just come to your spirit like that. You might be reading a different scripture that has nothing to do with your, with your traveling, but the voice of the spirit, because you are encountering the spirit of God in the word of God. So the voice of the spirit of God will just speak to you. You just know. You will just know that mm, I'm not supposed to travel. And I, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember there, there was a time I was supposed to go minister somewhere. And uh, we said on our way already um, to go out of Lagos. And my driver was driving me. And just at under bridge around that $10 um, bridge, I mean, the word of the Lord came to me. I was just meditating. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Don't go for this journey. And instantly I just told the driver, just go right. Don't go under the, don't go left. Going left will, will take us straight to the express. I just said, go right. Let's go home. And that was it. I called the people. I had to explain this is what the Lord. And they understood. Hallelujah. Now, now that's encountering as, as I was just meditating meditating on the word of God and meditating on God. So, so it says, for instruction in righteousness. That's the word of God. Instructs you in righteousness means instructs you in the will of God. In the will of God. Instructs you beyond even what, what is written in the word of God. The word of God can instruct you in who to marry. For example, the name of the person you want to marry is not in the Bible. But as you as you keep studying the word of God, keep studying the word of God, you can just have a knowing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so you understand that a lot of people just think, okay, when you read the word of God, it's different from when the Spirit of God is speaking to you about certain things that are not specifically written in the word of God. No, they are the same. It's the Spirit of God. When you are reading the word of God, you are encountering the Spirit of God. And so don't limit the Spirit of God to just the written Word of God there. Because you see, the Bible says that as you are reading the Word of God, that all scriptures inspired to give instruction. Not instruction for only the things that are written, but instruction for the mind of God. For the will of God. Verse 17, that the man of God, ask yourself, are you a man of God or a man of the devil? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because some of you now will say, I was talking about men of God here. Then I was called a man of the devil. Because he's, he's talking to Timothy. Not because of the office of Timothy. No. He's talking to every child of God here. That the man of God may be perfect, mature, formal, truly furnished unto all, not some good works. To all good works. All good work. It means that the word of God has so much ability to affect every area of our lives. Every, every, not so. He said unto all, 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 and that is why the times we are reading the scripture and the spirit of God begins to talk to you about business. You know, some believers. You know what they do at that time? They, they begin to bind the devil. I'm studying the word of God and you're talking business. That's the only cause speaking to you. Because it says that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all, all good works. Is your business not a good work? And it's telling you how to make it better. 
and then you are binding level because of religiosity. So we understand the dimensions of God. God is preparing you for your next level, and then you are binding the devil. God is releasing a breakthrough concerning your business, and then you are binding, you are binding the devil. You are binding God, so to speak. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask yourself, are you prepared? The door has been opened. The door of breakthrough is right in front of you. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you prepared? How much are you prepared? Hallelujah. Let me go to number two. There are four things I want to discuss, but I'm going to discuss the second one today, and then on Wednesday, I'll finish the remaining ones. Number two, let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Romans 12, 11. We're looking at the enemies of breakthrough. Enemies of breakthrough. Remember, Apostle Paul said, a great door and effectual has been opened unto me. He was speaking as far as his ministry was concerned specifically. In other words, he's saying, I've got a breakthrough in my ministry. So, speaking also concerning your own work, you've got a breakthrough in your own work. He said, but, he said and, he didn't say but, he said, and there are many enemies, many adversaries preventing me, trying to prevent me from entering into this breakthrough. So, it's one of those adversary is when you are not prepared. When you are not prepared. Number two, is slothfulness in the spirit. When you are lazy in the things of the spirit. When you are lazy in the things of the spirit. Romans 12, 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Believers, lazy, very lazy. They are not disciplined in the things of the spirit. Very lazy set of people. They will not take time to pray. They won't take time to, to study the word of God. And yet they won't enter into their breakthroughs. You look at your life, they, there's no difference between you and an unbeliever. So why are you born again? What's the difference? Let me read from the TPT, the, the Passion Translation here. It said, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord, keeping your passion towards Him boiling hot. Man, your passion for spiritual things, for the things of God may be hot. May be boiling, not cold. Boiling hot. Boiling hot like, like we're at 100 degrees centigrade over Belly hot, red heat with the glow of the Holy Spirit, and let Him fill you with excitement as you serve Him. As you live your life, let the Holy Spirit fill you with excitement. And to get to that point, beloved, <laughs> you need to be on fire on the things of the Spirit. You need to be on fire in the things of the Spirit. This is Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15, Ephesians 5, 15. It says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools. So, 
there's a possibility for believers to walk as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Now, what is Apostle Paul saying here? Redeeming the time means God has presented the opportunity of breakthrough right in front of you. And then you're, if you're unable, if you're unable to capitalize on that, it means you have not redeemed that time of opportunity given to you. And you know why he said, for the days are evil. What's he saying? We are living in a fallen world. In a fallen world. So a lot of things will fight to make sure you do not enter into the reality of the breakthrough that God has presented to you. And so Apostle Paul is telling us what we need to do. We, say we need to walk as wise men, not as fools. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. And how do we do that? Verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise. Don't be fools. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then they say, what is the will of the Lord? <laughs> what is God's will here? Verse 18. He said, and be not drunk. With wine, wearing is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Glory to God. So the will of God here is that we'll be filled with the Spirit of God. In fact, the, 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 the actual old manuscript actually reads, be being filled with the Spirit. In other words, be continuously filled. With the Spirit of God. He said, This is God's will for us. And you know what happens when you are in that realm of being filled with the Spirit of God? You know the mind of God all the time. You know, you are able to pinpoint the things that may want to stand against you entering into your breakthrough. You're able to deal with them, you know exactly what to do to deal with them. And I said, we cannot be lazy in the things of the Spirit. For you to be filled with the Spirit of God, for you to stay filled, to stay aglow in the Holy Ghost, friends, there are things to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I will start from here on Wednesday to tell us the things that we need to do to stay aglow. In the spirit, and then I'll discuss the remaining two enemies of your breakthrough. But I want you to begin to prepare yourself. Take time to study the word of God. Take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Take time to pray in the Holy Ghost. There are things you need to push in the in the realm of the spirit that helps you to, to clear the way so you enter into the door of breakthrough that has been presented to you. Come on, lift up your hands and bless the Lord today. I believe God has spoken to you. I believe there's a remnant that God has given you. I believe that one word has gotten to you. I believe there's a correction. I believe there's an instruction from God that God has put in your heart. It's like a fire in your heart. That word hits you. Ah, and that's exactly what the Lord will have you do now. Oh, come on now, just... 
pray and receive grace. I receive grace to do this. I receive grace to do that. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Grace is released to you. Because grace comes with the word of God. As we release the word of God, grace is administered to you. Grace is administered to you. In the name of Jesus. This week, you will have a testimony. This week, you will walk in into your breakthrough in the name of the lord jesus thank you father and all glory to you lord you are highly protected you're going out you're coming in is blessed of the lord is not cursed is protected you're going out and you're coming in is blessed is protected you are highly protected by god in the name of jesus no COVID-19 virus will get to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Go in the power of the Spirit this week. You are blessed. I'll see you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this message. We know you have received the word that will launch you to greater heights. Please share your testimonies with us through email to info at dlcc.org.ng. Call us or chat with us on 0803-288-7871. Best of all, come worship with us at 27 Shonola Street, Ogba, Aguda, Laos. For more information on our worship time and programs, please visit www.dlcc.org.ng. Like us on Facebook at Destiny Life Christian Center. Follow us on Twitter at DLCC Lagos. Follow us on Instagram at DLCC underscore Lagos. Remember, you are deeply loved. You are highly favored. You are greatly graced. You are marvelously helped. You have a great destiny and you are fulfilling it.